welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Blake Genover on the line, and he's the founder and CEO over at Genover Ventures. Uh, Blake, welcome to the show. Man, thank you so much for having me. Super grateful for the opportunity, Adam. So I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at uh, Janover Ventures and also talking about uh, commercial real estate and fintech and some opportunity areas there. So I'm excited to get into this highly relevant topic for our listeners. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Golly, I I started at a young age. Uh, I think I was uh, I think I was mischievous as a as a as a young man and. Uh, a lot of the uh, formal educational formats weren't for me, and I started as an entrepreneur at a very young age. Uh, I got into real estate finance probably at around 19 years old and uh, started uh, as, as a, uh, a mortgage broker. Later, I became a direct lender. Um, I probably closed my first big, you know, $25 million complicated multi-tiered commercial real estate uh, financing deal with, with, with like a really intricate uh, and complex capital stack uh, in my very early 20s, maybe like 20, 21. Um, and uh, I've been uh, in this business in, uh, in one capacity or another ever since. Man, so you are a commercial real estate financing savant. Are you kidding me right now? 19 and you're, <laughs> and you're a mortgage broker and then you did a 20 plus or whatever million dollar deal um, when you were in your early 20s. That's amazing. There's some seasoned, uh, you know, that, that's, yeah, you're a lending savant. So I'm glad to get your take on FinTech and, uh, and, and, the, and the opportunities. But before, let's get a little bit into Janover Ventures first. Uh, tell us more about the company, please. Sure. So uh, we're a technology-enabled commercial mortgage brokerage business, essentially. We're focused primarily on multifamily financing, but we do general commercial also. And uh, we're financing uh, properties that are between uh, $1 and $30 million in value. And that sounds like a big window, but really it's small. That's like a small balance and low, low, low middle market. Um, so the story here is that access to capital is somewhat fair, unfairly uh, distributed. Uh, so big publicly traded companies and large uh, REITs and whatnot, they can get their hands on better and lower risk financing than small and medium-sized shops across the country. Um, and they use pretty fancy debt products, and these same fancy debt products are technically available to everyone. So it's primarily an educational issue. Uh, people don't know what they actually have access to. And uh, we're out there creating valuable free educational content, and uh, we're engaging with the folks that are on our websites, and uh, we're democratizing access to that kind of financing. Wow, that's amazing. Um, let's take it just a, just a step further there, because uh, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So can you give me <laughs> an example? Because there's some people listening right now that are like, wait a minute, there's other types of financing and other things. We won't go too granular, but just to, just to wet the whistle a little, so to speak, so that they can uh, head to your website once we leave that at the end of the show. Sure, it'll be my pleasure. Uh, I, as you can imagine, I geek out on this kind of stuff. Uh, so a great example would be you own a $5 million apartment building, 
uh, maybe it's uh, 100 units in a small market, not in a big city, uh, uh, something outside of a, a, a big city. Um, and you go to your bank, and your bank is going to offer you um, generally, let's say, 70% leverage, um, a five-year fixed-rate loan on a 25-year amortization. Uh, this may not mean a lot to everybody that's listening, but it may mean something to some folks. Uh, and, and I'll give it some contrast in a second. So, so let's say their local bank is offering 70% leverage or LTV, uh, a five-year fixed rate, 20, 25-year amortization, which is kind of like a, a payoff period, um, and a, a full recourse. So what they're doing is they're, they're going, Adam, uh, give me your personal tax returns. Um, and uh, when you sign this loan, uh, it's, it's on the property. But if anything goes wrong, we're coming after you, your uh, personal belongings, your shoes, your bank account, uh, whatever. This loan is, is personally guaranteed. And, um, and there's other debt out there, uh, debt that's provided by uh, Fannie, Freddie Mac, FHA on the multifamily side that folks, or CNBS lenders, that folks uh, generally either don't know that they have access to or they may know one of them but not all of them. There's lots of products inside each individual bucket. And I'm not going to go into all that, but here's what it might look like if you knew what all your options were. Instead of 70% leverage, now you can get 80 or 85% leverage. Instead of a five-year fixed rate loan, you can get a 30 or 35-year fixed rate loan. You could do it at an interest rate lower than what the bank's offering. And you could do it without a personal guarantee, meaning that if something goes wrong, it's a business liability, and that's on the business and not you. And that means something, especially as somebody that's been through economic cycles that, that survived somewhat the Great Recession. Um, markets go up and down. There, there's a, it's, it's cyclical, and it, you can't uh, build and grow a business uh, when you're just drowning in personal liabilities and expensive debt with interest rate risk and high payments. Um, so, so, so there's this unfairness that exists where uh, if you're in New York and you own a $50 million property, you've got easy access to this type of capital. And if you were, uh, you know, my cousin uh, in a small town outside of Mobile, Alabama, and you're building your, your business uh, and, and you're, whether, you know, whether it's apartment buildings or uh, retail or office or whatever it is, you're, you're getting shortchanged um, by local banks. And God bless them. Local banks have their have their their their, their purpose. We closed a, a thirty million dollar loan uh, with a local bank this month. Um, but but there's a time and a place for all that stuff. And uh, I've been long winded there, and I sincerely no 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 no. That's <laughs> great. That's exactly what I wanted with some context around it. Let's um let's get a little bit into the what you see as opportunity in fintech in uh, in uh, commercial real estate. So uh, tell me more a little bit more about that. Yeah. So. Where the opportunity really exists. So first off, there's an opportunity in education, right? Like we, we had mm -hmm. almost 500,000 unique visitors, multifamily investors to our websites last year, uh, primarily organic, uh, because we're putting that content out there for free. But where the challenge exists is if you work for a lender, let's say you work for Wells Fargo and you're in their CMBS department, the Commercial Mortgage Backed Security Department, um, you can make $50 million loan or you can make 50 $1 million loans, uh, and they're both equal to the same amount of money. What are you going to do? You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to do, do one $50 million loan. It's one fiftieth of the work with the same amount of money. And the challenge is, is that lenders aren't incentivized to do smaller loans. 
because it's the same or more work as a big loan uh, at a fraction of the income. So where the opportunity exists is in improving, uh, leveraging technology, building it uh, to improve processes so that one human can handle many, many, many more transactions. Uh, it's, to, it's to improve efficiencies. So uh, in our case, uh, we can have one originator doing the work that maybe 15 or 20 would do at another company. And that allows us to process more applications, interface with more people, um, engage with more borrowers, uh, and to do so more efficiently in a process that, that's much lower touch. But if you're the borrower, if you're the client, it feels just as high touch. Um, and, and that's where we're spending a lot of our time, right? It's, it's education and it's efficiency because the products are commodities. Uh, they really are. So it's about making that commodity available to everybody equally. We're flattening the playing field. Man, that's so exciting. And I love that you said that, especially in that origination piece. So if the same originator can do um, X amount more of the work, then more gets done. It gives like it's a win-win. And I, I know financial advisory space for that. It's, it, it's, it's, kind of equivalent to if um, so for the advisors out there, if you have the right type of technology and management, then you can have more clients and you can give them the same quality of service when you're when you're just um, cutting down even the amount of clicks that you're doing per day, that adds up. That adds up to space in your book, that adds up to more clients you can have. Same thing in this real in the real estate side. I love that you said that in terms of the origination and all that because I don't think everybody knows like so the big banks and the big companies are not they're not necessarily it's not that they're wrong for wanting to do the one fifty million dollar deal versus $51 million deals. It's also just for large companies with legacy systems and legacy things, it's kind of hard to manage it sometimes. They're not so impossible. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've worked with these guys. I know what they're doing. Yep. They've got, they've mm -hmm. got spreadsheets. They've got spreadsheets, mm -hmm. you know, they've got pens and paper and, and look, I, I'm all for pens. I, 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 I yeah, yeah. that's right. I have a number two pencil. There's, there's nostalgia, but uh, there, but I mean, we're, you know, <laughs> we're deep deeply automated, deeply awesome. data-driven. We're like, we're kind of like, uh, like a Silicon Valley software-as-a-service startup, uh, mm -hmm. but, but we're in this huge, archaic, fragmented commercial real estate finance space. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, Blake, if somebody's listening to this, uh, and they want more information on Janover Ventures. So what's the best way for them to reach out? You can shoot me an email. Uh, don't get upset if it takes me a little bit longer to respond than, than you're used to, but you can email me at blake at janover.ventures. No .com or .net. It's just blake at janover.ventures. Perfect. Well, hey, Blake, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background. Glad to meet the real estate commercial lending savant at 19 doing deals. Uh, come on, at in early 20s, I don't even know if you're old enough to drink yet, and you were closing, what, three, six, seven, eight? I can't count. Eight That's bigger right. deals, and you can't even get in a bar yet. I love it. This is amazing. That's right. <laughs> and, to the, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got, hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast 
podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Um, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, um, don't forget to subscribe. Money Matters Top Tips is the channel. And if you're uh, in the lending or want to know about lending, leave us some comments in the uh, or have comments in the real estate industry. Leave us some comments on this video. I'd love to engage with you there and uh, have a conversation with you. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Adam, man, you're awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you.